Hello, and welcome back to the 11th episode of From the Panther Pit. I'm here with John, as usual, but we also have the rest of the sports department from our Prowler News staff. And uh, we're going to be getting updates from each of the individual riders. But um, first, we want to update you guys on uh, how our whole sports program has been doing as 21 of 22 teams made the state playoffs this year. Yeah, just kind of ridiculous numbers when you look at it. And when you go and check out the Director's Cup standings, uh, uh, we're only up by one point somehow. 714 total points. Mm-hmm. Buford is sitting in second with 713. But when you go over to and look at third, only 493. So yeah, Carrollton way look, down there. Looks like we'll be we'll be sticking that mm-hmm. first or second place. Carrollton, McIntosh, Union Grove round out the top five. Um, our boys have a 23 point lead. Our girls are down by 22. Right. So that's how we have that one point lead. But um, fear. First thing we're going to talk about is baseball, and we have our sports editor, Morgan Evans, here. So uh, what's the scoop with the baseball team? The baseball team's doing great recently. We um, just swept the region, so we have we are 18-0 in the region, and overall we're 24-4. and So we recently just lost to Harris County on Monday, and I think it was 3-2, to so it wasn't like that big of a loss. And then we will play Harris County on Friday. And then after that, next Friday we play a doubleheader, against, uh, I think, Bainbridge, and that will be the first round of state playoffs. So we've just been doing great. Mm-hmm. And I believe baseball was, like, the only exception of the teams that we've been saying are so young. Right. I believe baseball wasn't too young of a team, but that's especially huge when you talk about 21 of the 22 teams making state playoffs, girls basketball being the only one, but they might have been the youngest young team is, we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, baseball's doing good. As she said, 24-4. and four. Um, first round of state playoffs next Friday. Mm-hmm. Against... Doubleheader at home against, okay. we think, Bainbridge. And we need all of them to do well for this Director's mm-hmm. Cup. Um, let's jump on over to soccer. We have another sports writer, Jenna Sanders, here. Can you uh, give us the update on the soccer teams? All right, so both teams are in the top three for the region. The girls are third and boys are second. And this means that the girls will be playing away at Harris County for the first round, and the boys will be playing at home against Warner Robins. So the girls' team has lost to McIntosh and Whitewater, but they defeated Morrow in an 11-0 shutout. And then the boys uh, lost to McIntosh, but defeated Whitewater and Morrow, allowing them to grab that second place. Nice. So, um... It's looking good all around in soccer. Have you know any players that stuck out or anyone who stepped up? All right, so at least on the girls' side, we have sophomore Merritt Parker and senior Ansley Purifoy, who are both at eight goals and six assists. And then we have a, and then third highest is actually a freshman, Quinn Ricky, with eight goals and six assists. Once again, the youth. Right, and always stepping up. And the girls started off, very, very slow at the beginning. So, how how have they kind of picked that up and turned their season around, really? Well, a lot of it started out with, in the beginning of the season, we had most of our seniors out with injuries. I know Ansley was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then we also had a lot of sicknesses, and we were trying to just decide where everyone should fit in because we lost Lauren and Riley and Dylan last year. So, we lost everyone that we knew. 
and we were just trying to find everyone a spot in the team. And looks like we have definitely improved throughout the year. And um, next, we've got something interesting. Our uh, book review writer decided that she would take upon tennis, and that is Dana Gould. So uh, can you tell us about the tennis? The tennis team has done pretty well this season. Um, it started out the season a little bit rough because they would win some games and lose others. But recently, at starting with regions, they really picked it up. Um, the boys and girls are both first place in the regions right now. Um, they both played uh, against McIntosh in the finals, uh, three to zero. So they had to stop the round after they won three on both sides. And this was especially good for the boys tennis team because they had lost to McIntosh um, recently. Um, they also played their first round of the state playoffs on April 17th, which was this Monday, and both teams defeated the groups they played as well. Nice. So, um, once again, this Director's Cup team is very possible to get that three-peat. Absolutely. Like everyone's playing well, and we we need some state championships. I think that's what Buford's had on us. I think that's that's definitely the main difference between our two programs. Buford might have a few or a little less well-rounded school, but they definitely have pulled out <laughs> a few bigger uh, wins than us. So if we could figure out how to get only one or two of these teams to make, make a pretty deep push into the playoffs, we might be able to secure the Rangers Cup for another year. Yeah, and, and that's impressive. But I do believe, is our athletic director stepping down after this year? I believe we will be receiving a new athletic director. Hopefully, like we said, we had young teams. Hopefully the winning will continue despite that. But um, up next, we have track. And um, sadly, it's just me and John talking now. <laughs> um, but uh, recently, at the end of March, March 31st, we did the Friday Night Lights meet which is uh, not just a normal meet. We had a shoe drive and uh, made some sandwiches for the homeless. And um, I actually have a story covering that on the prowlernews.org. It also has the results. Um, I believe we did relatively well. But, um, yeah, I think it was well over 100 shoes collected, 350 sandwiches made, really great meat. And then... Um, the, starting today and then continuing into Thursday and Friday, we have the region championship meet. And, um, yeah, this is all huge right now. This is crucial. I mean, obviously it's everything to our track season other than the few uh, members who will be competing in state. But for a lot of the people on this team, I mean, this is this is their season, so they got to step up and hopefully close it out with a, with a good win, good mm -hmm. placing. I believe end of April it says there's sectionals, and then uh, May 11th through 13th is a state meet, 5A and 6A. So, um, yeah, I believe track has done very well this year. Um, obviously, they weren't the one team that didn't make state playoffs. Right. They they <laughs> they have stepped up enough to <laughs> make it into what matters. Mm -hmm. And now um, we will be jumping over into boys lacrosse, and uh, I believe. Um, tomorrow we play Macintosh, and that is for the uh, first place in the region. Is that what in a home seed in the I'm state playoffs? Not sure. But we're fourteen and two right now. Macintosh sitting at twelve and five, 
I can't tell you exactly the uh, standings situation, but it's going to be a huge game. It's going to be a crucial win for us, not only for the whole region uh, situation, but also when you tie in the uh, momentum and confidence that this game can really bring us mm -hmm. as we go and get very close to the state playoffs. Yeah, and um, I have the standings here. We are 9-0 and in the region. McIntosh is 8-0. and So this will be a huge game. Yes, this is huge. Um, obviously, we dropped that one. McIntosh goes into first place, and that is our final region game. I think all we have left after that is East Coweta. I don't know who McIntosh plays in that last game, but with the way it's looking, they haven't been losing anyone in the region. So tomorrow I will have a story covering that. Boys and girls play at McIntosh. Doubleheader. I believe 5.30 is the girls, 7.30 is the boys. And um, the one thing that I find interesting is we, we have a 14-2 and two overall record, but um, we haven't been playing the best teams. Like, I believe, you know, we got moved into the Harris County teams. And uh, it's just we've been playing a lot of newer programs. And, you know, we've been good in these past years. And so when you can play these new programs, the games aren't really competitive. And that's huge whenever it comes to the playoffs. Right. I mean, it... It ties into a whole kind of almost a practicing sort of mindset. Mm -hmm. When you play teams like uh, who are lower quality, it kind of it can cause problems, and you won't play to your ability. So then you'll kind of go into games where you do play better teams and play that same way. So yeah, we definitely we need to. Uh, it's it's good that we have this difficult, important game late on in the year. I'm sure mm -hmm. Coach Middlecoffer is very excited about that because this will help us immensely in the playoffs even if we lose it because I know we'll be able to learn a lot from it but yeah I mean that is one downfall of mm -hmm. being on the south side of Atlanta really uh, it's just weaker programs and newer players so mm -hmm. it does hurt a little bit but th hopefully this McIntosh game will get us into shape and we've definitely been taking care of business mm -hmm. otherwise yeah and I mean I think it's kind of you know, none of these games are close, but mm -hmm. I think that is positive in a way that, you know, we're not slowing down and playing down to those teams' levels. Right. You know? we're, we're playing to the best of our abilities. But I remember last year talking to Coach Smitty, and our team was 17-2. and two. We set the school record for most wins in a row. Um, but it was that. We were blowing out everybody, um, playing less skilled schools, and we get to the – playoffs and I believe it might have been Cambridge I'm not 100% sure I do have a story on it from last year but um we weren't we weren't ready I remember they jumped out to a lead immediately and we just it, we hadn't seen a team like that all season right and sometimes it will if you if you play an easier schedule you'll have to even in the game itself you'll have to you'll see adjustments <coughs> that you're gonna have to make as time goes on but just quick tidbit I checked and McIntosh's final game is against us so that will close out their regular season Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. That is, so, and that's the region title on the line right there. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, tomorrow at McIntosh, I'll have the story covering the game, and I will also, I believe I'm doing a coach's corner with Schmitty on the day after the game. But um, now we are going to move into girls lacrosse, which I believe we are undefeated. Yes, we have had quite a strong season when it comes to girls lacrosse, and with the whole region remapping, mm -hmm. it has brought nothing but more wins to our program. Yeah. 
and new coach. Right, we rookie coach. We have a new coach, new ish region, mostly new region, and it's it hasn't really affected our winning ways in in girls lacrosse because of course last year we were also we made it to the final four, had a good season, but same concern does arise uh, with the questionable competition. You. Personally, I like to, or I, I'm kind of c- concerned with the whole new coach, weak competition combo, because mm-hmm. on the boys' side, I, I know Coach Middlecoffer's definitely like been there, can mm-hmm. handle it, knows what to say. I just, I'm, I believe our coaches are good enough at Sarge Mill. I just hope that we can make the right adjustments and I believe coach, for the difficult games. Mm-hmm. And I know that Coach Schmidt, I think he's been preparing these guys for the playoffs because. When I did my preseason story, you know, I said, what's the goal for this year? He said, state championship. Right. I think the girls are thinking the exact same thing. And this has been incredible because we lost one of the best girls lacrosse players I've ever had, and Alyssa Sack. You Her know, number was retired, retired in high school. She I mean, was, that's crazy. She was incredible, and, you know, it's hard to expect, you know, what's going to happen uh, the following season when she's gone, but we haven't lost a game. It's it's definitely looked, looked good so far. Hopefully we can keep it going. Once again, a young team. And I remember... I think an important part coming in with the rookie coach thing is all these girls really like her. And, you know, I mm-hmm. asked her about the key players. I've asked her multiple times for interviews or coaches corner, and she, you know, she can't just pick out a group of people. She really believes that this is a great group of girls. And all the way around, you know, it's just a great team. And, you know, they have that chemistry because they all like her, and I believe that that is helping with this undefeated season. But um, when you look at our past couple games, you know, Beat Stratford Academy twenty-one-one. Beat Dutchtown twenty-six-two. Beat Ola twenty to nothing. But West Forsyth or Forsyth, sorry if I pronounce it wrong, we beat twelve-eleven, and I believe it was double overtime. Yeah, close game just this week. But I would like to retouch on what you're saying earlier, and just how crucial it is that our girls trust and like follow our coach, and that's huge that they already have that strong team nature. A lot of times that will take three or four years, like the whole high school career, for you to really find the team chemistry. And that's mm-hmm. that's amazing that we got it this quick, and especially with a lot of new teammates as well. I mean, that's huge. I believe it was Coach Hutchins and Zach Pina from the uh, boys' basketball team that were saying their biggest problem was trying to get that chemistry. Right. And, um, you know, just get everyone playing together. But, uh you know, it seems like those girls already have it, and they've been having a great season. Yeah, haven't uh, lost a game, and yeah. obviously they've figured Even, something out. <laughs> and that's, I think, is important when they get tested by a good team, and we still pull out the win in double overtime. And whenever it gets to overtime and stuff, it's huge that you can pull it out in the playoffs. And uh, yes. I think it's good that on our schedule we have that um, that tough game right there at the end, you know, try to get them playoff ready. But uh, tomorrow, McIntosh, then Roswell, Locust Grove, and Fellowship Christian will finish out the year for them and then we're ready to go for a state championship that's postseason for every sport mm-hmm. once they finish up right no nah, baseball maybe it'll be close mm-hmm. but exciting times coming <clears throat> up for sure but, um, we lacrosse is looking good baseball's looking really good and we really need some state championships for this director scout three B. we definitely do i know we we got like up 200 on buford and i believe they won a state championship in something i think it was like gymnastics I yeah, so like it, I think it, it was I gymnastics. I think it was a sport that we don't have. Right. And that could be helping them, too, is if they have more sports that we can't compete in, then 
I think it's still impressive that we have that lead, but absolutely they closed that 200-point gap really quick, and mm-hmm. we need to make sure we can hold on to this. But um, we have some more information for you on Girls Across as John and I sat down with Mary Ellis Goins from the Girls Across team and interviewed her, and we are going to send you guys over to that. Okay, welcome. John and I are here with Mary Ellis Goins to talk about Girls Across. Um, first off, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Doing well. Um, we're going to jump right into it. So uh, okay. this past off season, we had a coaching change, and uh, Coach Mary Lehman stepped in as a head coach. Um, what are some of your thoughts on that change? On that change? Um, I personally didn't know Miss Lehman last year, so I was really curious about how the season would go um, after we lost Coach Sweeney. But she's been great. She's really hands-on. She is very invested in the team and loves being there. You can tell that she's always really excited to be coaching us and organizing things for us. And um, so far, it's been great having her around. So it's been great. And coaching is not the only thing that's changed. We also had a region, I guess you could say reassignment. So how has that kind of affected the team this year? How has how the, the uh, region changed overall? Yeah, they did. They redistricted us. So we got the Henry County schools and lost some of the Coweta schools. So um, our region did get bigger, which actually ended up hurting us a little bit because the teams that did get into our region are, um, to put it nicely, not as skilled. And so some of the Henry County schools um, aren't very challenging for us, but we have to play them because they're in our region. So um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to play as hard of teams or as challenging of mm-hmm. teams as we've, as we've wanted to this year. But I guess it has given us a more relaxed season. So so um, I believe with the Henry County, I think some of them are just newer programs, mm-hmm. like their lacrosse is in the past yeah. couple years to start it up. But um, whenever you're playing the weaker teams like that, how do you make sure you're still prepared for the playoffs when, like, you know, it gets a lot harder? It's definitely difficult to play teams that have new programs because you can tell the girls want to learn, but they're just not there developmentally yet. Mm-hmm. So mentally it's hard to know that you can't play down to their level, and I think that's something our coaches have had to stress this year because – those kind of games you go into knowing you're going to have a blowout, but you have to know the team you're playing, you can't play down to their level. Um, and that's something we've had to do through practice and continuing to run plays and um, maybe not focusing on the score as much, but in regards to being ready for playoffs, we have to work on some things other than scoring in games like mm-hmm. that. So, and Looking back on the coaching situation, has that kind of changed the way you guys prepare or practice this year compared to the previous, or is it still fundamentally just about the same? Um, fundamentally, it's about the same. I'd say that our practices have gotten a little shorter this year. Um, in the past years, we've done full two-hour practices all week. Um, this year, our coaches have been emphasizing quality over quantity, so we usually have hour-and-a-half practices this year that are a lot more focused and intent on um, – getting stuff done so this year has been a little different because our practices are shorter but to me they've gotten a lot more focused and better so do you think that's kind of helping the team out like how do you see these practices compared to the other years as far as like success and overall preparations going I think they're better for us because it is rewarding so one thing our coaches have put in is if we have a good practice week we get Friday off which I've never had in a varsity sport before. Um, So I think it's cool because everyone is motivated to work harder in practice because 
they know if they do work hard, we'll get Friday off. So um, I think it's made our team more driven and more intent on getting practice finished and focusing them on the right things. So, so um, with there's been a lot of new players um, coming onto the roster. Has it been difficult to integrate them, or you know, do you think that they they know the game well, or like have you had to teach them just? Um, at the beginning of the season, we were really struggling to find people. We had about 40 people signed up to try out, and the first day of tryouts, 18 girls came out. So that was difficult, um, but we pretty much went out and tried to get girls to get interested in the sport, get involved in the sport, um, and so most of the girls that we ended up recruiting ended up playing for JB. So as a varsity player, it hasn't affected me too much because most of those brand new girls got kicked onto the JB. Um, that sounded terrible. They got put <laughs> on the JV um, and have been doing great. But um, for those kind of things, we had to uh, make sure that they learn fundamentals before anything. I know lacrosse is um, not as big of a sport in the South, so some girls uh, had never even heard of lacrosse before. But on um, the varsity side, it hasn't affected too much because we kept pretty much our starting girls this season. So and it has affected JV. And with the last season's year ending, uh, or last year's season ending, sorry, you guys lost a lot of key pieces, but namely Alyssa Sack. Yeah, that was And tough. we retired her number, correct? We did, yeah. So how, how is it to kind of have to replace a lot of those seniors who were kind of leaders on the team, and how is it filling their footsteps trying to just find the success that they did? Well, it is true. Alyssa Sack was probably the key component of our team last year. Um, but we also did lose a senior goalie. And to be honest with you, I think we were all kind of shaken up about that when the season started. Um, but it made us really reflect on we have a very young team this year. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of eighth graders who could play up for JV last year from the middle school who came ready to play as freshmen this year. So we actually did have three or four freshmen make varsity um, and with that, we had to focus on um, just harvesting younger talent because we did graduate some key seniors. Um, but they've shown up ready to play and done their part, um, and I think that's what has made it an important and better season for us mm -hmm. in some regards. We've had a better record so far than last year. Undefeated still. Yeah, we are undefeated, so that's nice. And, um, 14 and out. For playoffs, we're looking good too so um it was hard losing them but i think the freshmen and the sophomores have done their part to step up with losing mm -hmm. those people so um like we said undefeated 14 and 0 um <clears throat> do you have any playoff predictions for us or you know your mindset going into the playoffs we made it to final four last year um so being undefeated this year has been really refreshing i think it has gotten in our head a little bit with these Henry County schools and the region change. I think a lot of our undefeatedness has come with playing some not as competitive teams. Um, but I think we're looking good for the playoffs. We've still been practicing hard, even though our games haven't been as competitive. Um, but the competitive games that we have had had turned out to be really well, really good. <clears throat> Sorry. So yesterday we had a competitive team. Um, and we won and we actually ended up winning in double overtime last night. Um, so it has been refreshing to finally get to some competitive teams and play well. So I'm hoping for the playoffs. I think we'll at least get 
um, to Final Four where we did last year. If we can get farther in advance um, to finals, that would be great. I think that's something my coach is definitely predicting. Um, and, yeah, I think we will definitely get to Final Four, and if not that, farther. So. Mm-hmm. And the state championship would only – Help that director's cup standing. Uh, I think that might so lock it up for us if yeah. we can do that. <laughs> we're only one point behind Buford. Is what oh, I heard. we're behind That's now? That's what it was. Oh, Ooh, I don't know. That's what it was it's yesterday, close. It's according to close. my coach. So. Had a 200-point lead a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, wow. But um, that's all we have. Yeah, Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Um, we're going to close out the episode here. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.